Well, good morning. If I didn't get a chance to introduce myself already, I'd like to do that at this time. I'm Pastor Mike Toomey. I'm one of your pastors here at Hope Lutheran Church. We are in a new sermon series. It's called Come to Me. It's based upon those words that you just heard Mel read. Come to me, Jesus says, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This can be a really hard time of year, especially for Vikings and Packers fans. In all seriousness, life can be hard for all of us at any time of year. And what we want to do for the next few weeks is pay special attention to these words of invitation that bring us comfort, healing, and hope. Today, I want to talk to you about Jesus, the good shepherd. Okay, Jesus, our good shepherd. Before I go too much further, let's pray. God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you, I praise you for your son, Jesus, as we contemplate his words, as we contemplate your songs, We pray that your Holy Spirit would be with us and that you would bless our thoughts and the words of my mouth and that you would give us peace, comfort, strength, hope, and inspiration and that we can live as your people here in these days sharing your good news. It's in Jesus' name we pray and all of God's people said. In my second year of seminary, I decided to really stretch myself and to take an academically chal- a very academically challenging course. It was on the Psalms, and it was at that doctoral level course. I, I didn't have to do all the doctoral level things, like uh, complete a really big paper for the course, but the... The, the class itself was just that little bit extra. And I wanted to do very well in this. I wanted to kind of show off. I, I was, I was pri- pretty, I, I'm prideful when it comes that way. I wanted to show off to the professors that I, that I had it up here. Um, but it had been a few months since I had really studied my Hebrew, and so I was feeling a bit rusty. So on the first day of class, wanting to keep up to the doctoral students, I brought in the great crutch for those of us that were linguistically challenged, and that is the interlinear Bible, the Hebrew-English interlinear Old Testament. It's right here. This big, it's fat, it's yellow. You cannot miss this book on a bookshelf or a desk. And I put it down on my desk as a professor walked into the room and then he opened the class with these words. We're going to be studying the Hebrew. We're going to be studying very hard. And he said, I don't mind if you have your Hebrew text here or your, and, you, and then your English text here and you look at one like this, but do not ever bring an interlinear Bible into my classroom. Did I mention this is big and yellow? You can't hide this thing. I I got through the class. I I actually did quite well. But I was intimidated the fact that I would have to take one more class from him on my senior year. And so I went into that class with all sorts of intrepidation, but I didn't find this professor to be nearly as stern. Instead, what I found was this, that he was very pastoral, very personal and very reflective. And in the midst of that, he had also written a commentary on Psalm 23 that brought that same demeanor and tenor to hearing the words that you heard read to you. I want to share some of his thoughts with you. He, Jim had been on a 
retreat with several other students and a co-guide and while they were doing one session together his co-guide asked this question what is your favorite preposition now Jim thought this was a rather silly question I mean prepositions really what's your favorite one and then all of a sudden the students began to speak and one of them said in well why is it in well the words in Christ oh Well, now we're beginning to spark our imagination when it comes to our relationship with God. And he realized that right in the center of Psalm 23 is a preposition upon which the identity of God is based. 26 words precede this prepositional phrase. 26 words follow them. Did you also know this? This is also really good for all of you who want to win Trivial Pursuit, that the numeric value for the name of God in Hebrew is 26. Right in the middle of Psalm 23, we find the heart and the identity of God with these words, with these words, for you are with me. You are with me. A number of years ago, a a dear friend of mine was struggling. He had received a medical diagnosis that would follow him all the days of his life and follow him. And with that medical diagnosis also came a really severe case of depression to the point where he wanted to end his life. One day, Jerry missed Bible study And that was very unlike him. He normally loved being around people and being in the Word of God, and he wasn't there. And I I asked his wife, who did show up? I said, what's the matter? And she broke out into tears and told me what was going on. I said, is he safe right now? Yes, he's safe right now. Um, I said, when he needs to go to the hospital, call me. Shortly thereafter, his daughter called to make sure that I knew what was going on. His kids had been worried and praying for him and trying to figure out the right next step. The Thursday morning came around and my, my home phone rang. I, I picked it up and it was Jerry and he said, it's time. Is it time for what, Jerry? He says, take me to the hospital. We got in the car and we went to the hospital and we were there for many, many hours and they admitted him so that he could get the help he needed um, through medication and then through inpatient therapy. And it brought him out of the valley of the shadow of death. After his hospitalization, Jerry and I had a conversation And these are some of the words that he shared that I think he'd want you to know. He said, thanks be to God that my salvation was not dependent upon my feelings. He said, I felt far and distant from God. I felt like God did not care for me. But thanks be to God that my salvation was not dependent upon my fallible feelings, but that my salvation was based upon the cross and love of God in Christ Jesus. 
He says, when I can look at it right now, I see that God was indeed with me, even though I didn't feel him. He was there through my wife. He was there through my kids. He was there through the doctors and nurses and everybody who was caring for me. He was there through you, sitting with me in that hospital room for seven, eight hours before they admitted me. He said, indeed, God was with me right then and right there. That's the reality that Psalm 23 wants you to know and wants you to believe that no matter what you are going through, you are not alone. Your Lord, your Savior, your Good Shepherd is with you throughout the journey of your life. I know a lot of you kind of roll your eyes when you hear that phrase, journey of life. It's a cliche. It's been maybe overused, but it really, really fits. See, in life, there's a beginning, a middle, and there's an end to our physical body. And somewhere in the middle, there will be a flat tire. There will be a blown head gasket. The power steering will go out. Your alternator will break. There will be troubles. There will be those times when you face the valley of the shadow of death, when Satan is smiling at you and you think it's the end. But the Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd, and he's been with you in the beginning. Where is my shepherd? I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me along right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. God's with you right then and there. And he's offering you his protection for your rod and your staff. They comfort me. Not only will God protect you in the midst of death itself, not only will you be able to survive, you will also be able to thrive. You will be able to feast and dine even when the devil himself is looking at you. Hear what Psalm 23 speaks to you. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Here's a feast right then and there. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows because we have a God who's been good to us in the past has supplied all that we need even when we are walking through that deep dark valley we can also trust our future to him surely your goodness and mercy will follow me will chase me will pursue me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever a woman by the name of Corey Tenboom, she she was alive during World War II. She and her family were, were watchmakers. They were also very devout Christian people. During the time of the Holocaust, they provided their home as a place of refuge for Jewish people trying to escape the Nazis. Not only did they provide safe and ref- safety and refuge for the Jewish people, but for also for soldiers defecting from the Nazi army. And eventually they were found out, captured, and drugged to the prison camps. Corey Tenboom lost family in that. It was painful and dark and terrible. 
she herself survived to live life and to give God thanks and praise. These are some of the words that she said. These are some of the words that have been penned for her. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. In the beginning, God has been with you. Through the middle, God is with you. And at the end, God is with you. The entire story of God found in the Holy Scriptures brings about that particular truth that God wants to be with you, His people. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, he created a garden for men and women to walk hand in hand with one another and in his presence. We chose sin, we chose death, and God continued to choose you. He begins bringing about his redemptive promise through a man by the name of Abraham and his wife, Sarah. God is with us. He does it through, the, through Moses and the covenant that he gives to the people. God is with us. And God speaks through his prophets these particular words. Do not be afraid, for I am, God speaks, with you. And the pinnacle of this love that we find in the Holy Scriptures comes to us in a man by the name of Jesus, and the depths of God's presence is in his life, his death and his resurrection. You want to know the depths to which God is with us through Jesus? Pick up John's Gospel and read it from beginning to end first words in the book begin to read like this. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word, Jesus, became flesh and dwelt, tented, tabernacled among us. What this means is that God is building a holy house, not made out of bricks and mortar, not made out of stone and wood, but God is building a new temple in the flesh and blood of Jesus. And he is living among you. This Jesus, he speaks these words to his disciples long ago, and he means them for you right here, right now. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may be where I am. God wants to be with you through all things. In the 19th chapter of John's Gospel, these words were written of Jesus to show you just how far this God's love would go. They laid his body. They laid Jesus in the tomb. Every single one of us will die. My life insurance salesman tells me so. Jesus meets every single one of us in our grave and in our tomb so that we get to join him in everlasting life. 
And not only do we get to join him in everlasting life, but he promises to be with you and me right here, right now, through his Holy Spirit. In the 20th chapter of John's Gospel, Jesus says this, receive the Holy Spirit. Every person who puts their trust, who believes in him, has his Spirit. Along the way, Jesus spoke words about being the good shepherd. In the 10th chapter of John's Gospel, Jesus says these words, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is the hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. My wife grew up on a farm in northwest North Dakota. They had sheep. She knew what it meant. She knows what it means to be a good shepherd. And that paid dividends this fall. This fall we were up near where my parents live, up by Itasca State Park in Minnesota. And my wife was taking our four kids on a hike through the trail systems that the neighbors have built up there. And while they were walking on this particular windy day in, in October, they encountered a pale-colored wolf. Most of the time when we see wolves, it's fleeting. The wolves run. Not this time. The wolf came towards them, growling, ferocious, and without hesitation, my wife put herself between the children and the canine. She's armed only with a trekking pole. She told the kids, get moving back down the trail, make lots of noise, swing your poles, and start singing or something. So the kids picked up the only song that they could remember at the time, Oh, Canada. wolf did come at him for about 50 to 100 yards and then left him alone. Jesus is our good shepherd. He intercedes for you and me. He places himself between the wolf and you. He makes sure that the devil can't get to you. He makes sure that death cannot touch you. He makes sure that sin has no authority over you. Jesus is the good shepherd who lays down his life for you. He continues to say about that in the 10th chapter, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. As I mentioned, my wife grew up around sheep. When we were dating and, and newly married, her family still had about 40 head, a flock of about 40 head of sheep. And every time I went past the pasture, the sheep would run away. They, they would see me and they, they, they would freak out and run. My father-in-law and sister-in-law, whenever they walked near the pasture, the sheep came towards them. 
I said to my father and I said, Bob, what, why is this? Why, why do they run from me and come to you? He says, I feed them. They think you're a two-legged coyote. As the sheep came near him, he then began to talk about the sheep, saying, that one there likes to jump the fence. We have to find it every few days. That one over there doesn't make it over the fence, and so we find it in the fence every now and then. That one there, that's a good you. We've had her about four seasons. She's a good mom. He talked about the sheep as he knew them. Jesus is our good shepherd, and he knows you. He knows you better than you know yourselves. He wants you to get to know him. He wants you to know the love of his cross, the hope of the empty tomb. He wants you to know that he is with you now and forever. About a quarter century ago, I was visiting with my grandfather and he was cleaning up the bookshelves and trying to get rid of this and that. And he came out of the office with a couple books and he began handing both of them over to me. And the first one he said, this was your great-grandmother's hymnal and, and prayer book. And he said, I want you to have it. And, and I want you to have this book as well. And he began to give it to me and then he said, you know what? I'm going to need this one for a few more years. Well, tell me about the book. He said, This book was given to me by the people of First Lutheran Church in downtown Fargo. It was 1943. And I was shipping off to officer training school. He said, I carried it all the way through training school with me, and I carried it through flight school with me, and then I carried it across the, the Atlantic Ocean, and then I carried it with me on every mission that I flew over Germany. He said, and I still use it because there's some really good things in there. And I said, what are those good things, Grandpa? Well, what do you find in this book? And he says, this simple truth. God is with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Whatever you're going through in life, 
whether it be danger or war, depression, grief, or sadness. I want you to know this biblical truth that the Good Shepherd, Jesus, the Lord your God, is with you. Amen. Let's pray. God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you and I praise you for who you are. Give to us your peace, your comfort, your strength, your hope, your inspiration. Amen.